passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Bellator 263 preview show. I'm John Pollock, joined by Phil Sharetalk. And man, if UFC could get their act together and do pay-per-views once a month on Thursday mornings at around 10 a.m., and this could be the post-show time, their business would probably be gone within five years. But here we are on a Thursday afternoon as well. We're bringing in all the guns tonight because Eric Marcotte is also with us as we are focused on Bellator 263. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the preview show. A first for us, uh, looking ahead at Bellator 263. Uh, But before we dive into this uh, very intriguing main event and card, uh, Phil, I am sending the reins over to you because we, we have news off the top. Lots to get to on today's preview show. Yes, uh, no time to dilly-dally, and so it's time to uh, make an announcement, very exciting announcement. Uh, with uh, a little effort, we were able to get a new piece of merchandise in the post-wrestling store. And so, uh, Eric, could you provide maybe some theme music, perhaps uh, the music of future Bellator fighter Ilir Latifi? I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Well, I'm going to do the music then. What the Everyone, this is the first, and I don't think only, Eric Marcotte custom shirt. For those listening here... Phil has gone deep into his Bjorn Rebney roots and resurrected the original Bellator logo in the style of Eric Marcotte. And if if you could just stand up once again, Phil, our display model, do note it is Eric MMA Marcotte. Oh, wow. So, uh, I, folks, what? run, run to store.postwrestling.com. <laughs> And pick up your limited edition. This is only going to be a small, small window to pick up this shirt because this is going to be flying faster than tickets to All Out at the Now Arena. Yes, I have a little bit more uh, details, but before I get to that screen, I I have to linger on Eric's reaction here. Eric, do you have anything to say about this historic event and, uh, you know, this historic merchandise? And how Phil Uh... consulted with you about this. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> if it wasn't apparent by my reaction, this is the first I've seen or heard of this. I am uh, simultaneously amazed and horrified. Uh, quite the roller coaster of emotions. 
Yes. Yes. Well, I, I can't take uh, any or all of the credit. Uh, uh, quite this. frankly, this is uh, <laughs> this is a uh, care of our good friend Dickie Bird, who uh, of course runs an amazing series on Twitch every Monday and Wednesday. It's the best show on Monday nights and a terrific lead in to Dynamite. Uh, you can get this shirt right now, all through August. Uh, it's available in black or white uh, at store.postwrestling.com. Uh, I'm, we'll be reminding you again, of course, uh, on the, the post show and uh, throughout the month. So get this uh, exclusive piece of post swag while it lasts. I, I just got off the phone, actually. So now welcome to the Bellator 263 preview show brought to you by store.postwrestling.com, the home of the Eric Marcotte limited edition T-shirt available through the end of August. So there you go. Surprise, surprise, Eric. We're now going to market the hell out of Eric Marcotte, the hardest yeah, working man in MMA. That one's really going to be just flying off the racks. I would love that shirt. I would. I, I would totally <laughs> score that shirt. It's it, believe me. It's not easy for me to to get my hands on some of this. I I gotta go through heaven and earth with way to ever score some post wrestling uh, merchandise. So I'll see. I'll see what I can do. I might just have to buy the thing myself. So there you I, go. I, th- I think Bjorn Rebney already has one ordered, actually. So. Well, his, you know what, for, for the follow-up shirt, we should just get like the logo with Eric and then on the back, Mexico with uh, yes. exclamation, maybe two exclamation points just to drive yeah. it home. Still, still my favorite UFC social media moment of the year, Mexico. Easily. <laughs> but this coming Saturday show will not be in Mexico. Instead, they are in, they are at the Forum in Inglewood, California, getting away from the fight sphere in Uncasville, Connecticut. And <laughs> guys, this is a major main event in Bellator's history. There are obviously going to be fights that uh, were bigger uh, during the Spike era when they had Kimbo Slice, Ken Shamrock, Hoist Gracie. But I would say in terms of a, you know, two guys, I won't say Patricio, you know, he had a career before getting to Bellator, but this was the promotion that everyone learned on a mass scale of Patricio Pitbull and AJ McKee from the ground up has had his career in Bellator. How big of a fight, Eric, is this in Bellator's history on Saturday? So I think you kind of uh, said it the way it is in the sense that it's not in terms of viewership, this isn't going to touch their biggest fights ever. But in terms of quality with two kind of Bellator homegrown talents, this ranks right at the top. I can't recall the last time I was this excited about a Bellator main event. It's one where, I mean, you you can look at the novelty of when Kimbo Slice would fight, but I mean, that was always going to be like a a very short-term plan. Like Kimbo Slice was not going to be your future. It was for the now and attracting an audience that the idea was all these fans are going to come in to watch Kimbo Slice and they'll be exposed to all these other great fighters. That's a fine game plan. It doesn't always work out that way. They are there for Kimbo and they will come back for Kimbo, but they were not sticking around for the Bellator product. I would say this, this card, like these are two fighters, Patricio Pitbull. Yes. The older fighter, but hardly to me on like any kind of decline. And AJ McKee is very well a fighter that we could be talking about in two years as one of the, the biggest stars in the sport. I'm that high on AJ McKee. So I think Phil, this is one where, this really represents like the long-term play of Bellator to get to this point where they can promote a fight like this that has garnered this attention as opposed to a Ken Shamrock or a Kimbo Slice that has all of that that history behind them. 
Yeah, I do think in, in it is all of that, but I also think it's sort of a starting point as well because this is still very early in the new relationship with um Showtime and Showtime has a history of putting on not just MMA but combat sports and they've reinvested a lot into uh boxing recently and they know how to build stars. They've built Javante Davis uh, and other stars in the history of Showtime boxing. So I think that we're kind of seeing a beginning here. Uh, we saw McKee sitting uh, ringside at a recent Showtime boxing event next to Steven Espinoza. So I think this is, uh, as you said, it's an uh, these are two homegrown Bellator stars, and that's hugely important. I mean, McKee made his professional debut in Bellator. Uh, it's the only promotion he's fought for. Uh, he was supposed to, I think, have an international fight. Maybe he did. But uh, uh, so as much it is, as it is a culmination of all those things, I think it's a beginning of something long term with uh, Bellator and Showtime together. Uh, this, you know, beyond just, uh, you know, they're fighting for the featherweight championship. This is also the finals of their featherweight world Grand Prix. And what's amazing, Eric, is the fact that we got to this final. Like this started off as a 16 man tournament, which... I really like the opening round format where they had the the lottery and getting to choose oh. the opponents. You did not you did not enjoy this. Oh, I was the, watching the execution that show or live. The, idea itself? Uh, the execution. I was watching this show live, and it was a long, long, poorly paced show. And when there was like a fifty minute interval between the co main event and the main event, I was fuming. But when the show eventually finished, that like. 2.30 a.m. or whatever, I can look back and say things worked out pretty well. I mean, you were getting at the point that to have the kind of idealized matchup actually end up happening in the finals of A.J. McKee and Patricio Pipple, the odds of that happening are so astronomically low. And to arrive at that result has just made this fight all that much more bigger. Yeah, it, it, it's a great point. And you, and you also have to look at the like you had the pandemic in the midst of this. And I don't know if that might have helped or hurt this tournament in just in the sense of there was this big gap where Bellator wasn't running shows. You had guys able to recover. Like we're talking about like Pitbull who had to defend his championship throughout this whole tournament. He beats Juan Archuleta, Pedro Carvalho, and then Emmanuel Sanchez in the rematch, which was a very dominant victory in the, in the second fight. McKee goes through Georgie Karahanian in Eight seconds, Derek Campos, and then this amazing submission of Darian Caldwell. Like this, you, you could not have asked for fate to be on your side any more than what Bellator got here. Because I think everyone at the start of this tournament, if you're looking at a fight that you're hoping to see, uh, this was the one people were discussing right at right from the get-go. So it's it's quite astonishing that they're here, Phil. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm personally not someone who's a big fan of the tournament format for all of those reasons that you outlined that they were able to avoid uh, through the past year plus. Uh, it's pretty amazing how PFL is able to run their seasons with, you know, without any significant injuries to date. Um, but uh, it has worked out. And uh, as Eric said, the fact that this is uh, the final of a tournament uh, does add to the excitement that someone's going to get a million dollars. I mean, we haven't mentioned that. That's that's I think I think that's something that should be promoted more with all this, you know, the talk of, you know, fighter pay and all that uh, making millionaires in a is, you know, a sign of a top level MMA promotion. 
And the sign of a top-level MMA reviewer because the t-shirt business is going to be very fruitful for one Eric Marcotte. I think he's going to. <laughs> um, to add to what you were saying, though, it's not like either uh, McKee nor Pitbull, their paths to gain to these funds. They fought some tough fighters on their way Definitely. up. These were hardly layups. So, especially for McKee, who's been around in Bellator a long time, yes, but hasn't necessarily faced the top uh, featherweights in their division until this tournament and obviously he's looked fantastic same with Pitbull I mean he has fought the best but guys like Emmanuel Sanchez their first fight was really close that was the five round war and to just go in there and finish him in the first round for their rematch uh, it's just led to a phenomenal build-up yeah and I think like the Antonio McKee maturation process in Bellator to me it's it's one of the strongest um assets that Scott Coker has been able to show during his entire reign here since taking over from Bjorn Rebney is that you could see a game plan from Scott Coker um several years ago that it was novelty fights on top but also scouting for those prospects and being very aggressive and I think a lot of us looked at Aaron Pico as being that potential breakout star and then Sneaking in was Antonio McKee, who I think has realized all of that attention that Aaron Pico had. And I, and I don't write off Aaron Pico either, but I think like that was the idea. Build the top, build the bottom, and hopefully it, several years into this experiment, then you have a well-rounded roster. And here we are, like Antonio McKee to me is the argument of someone that it, you know, matchmaking for him, for MVP, they sometimes do receive some criticism, but I think like that's also something we don't see the UFC kind of go that, you know, very slow process and it can, there can be good and bad attached to it, but when it goes well, this is what you have at the end of it is AJ McKee, who is um, days away from the biggest fight of his career and has that potential breakout ability. I feel. 100%. And I think the comparison you kind of made there to uh, Michael page, there's a lot to that as well. I mean, his has not been handled this well, in my opinion, because he proved, to me at least, that he's an elite-level fighter a long time ago, and to still have him in there with a lot of lesser competition has been sort of embarrassing as he as he ages. But hey, to be fair, they did book the rematch against Douglas Lima coming up. So, Phil, what are you looking at in, in this fight in terms of you know questions that you're going into this fight for, maybe, maybe on the side of, uh, of A.J. McKee, but also... Just in terms of Pitbull, who has, you know, I, I think a very unheralded resume in MMA. And that really goes to the the fact of like the average consumer's concentration of UFC versus what, el- what else is out there. And Pitbull might be exhibit A for, for that argument. Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, as you mentioned, he's had an incredible career. He's fought the best of the best. Um, you know, not that long ago, he knocked out uh, Michael Chandler. You know, and and you know that's somebody who just fought for a UFC title, and yeah, that this was is that a two division champion that I, I don't know yes. if everyone is quite aware. Like they, it's kind of on the back burner that this guy beat Michael Chandler for the lightweight title. He's a champion at two divisions in Bellator. Yes, and uh, he's an incredibly exciting fighter as well. So I don't really have any questions about him because I know he's an elite fighter. It's more, is this going to be another crowning achievement for him? I think the questions are around McKee. Where is his skill level at right now? Is this too soon? Maybe it's maybe it's not too soon. Is this the birth of one of you know the truly great fighters 
uh, of the weight class and, and the generation. So the, I think that's where more of the intrigue lies. And of course, how, just how this fight is going to play out because on paper, it just screams of being exciting. Eric, how about with uh, Pitbull? I mean, this is a guy that has been able to show, you know, power in both hands, a very dangerous guillotine that he's been able to demonstrate. However, the the submission game of Antonio McKee, like it just to me feels like it is like that next generation that we're, we're seeing of just real creative setups. And, you know, Darian Caldwell being a, a perfect a perfect example of just, this is a guy that just seems to be, um, reinventing just different different setups that that work for him and extreme flexibility and you combine all of that uh that becomes a very difficult game plan to prepare for when you don't know what the setups are going to be like he is not kind of that pattern fighter this fight's very much looking like a a great deal of aggression and creativity on the side of uh, mckee against the more patient fundamentals that Pitbull often uh, exercises. Now, they're both capable of finishing fights from almost anywhere, which is why this is so exciting. But it'll definitely be interesting to see which style triumphs here. Uh, McKee, what makes watching him so great is he is always looking for the finish. It doesn't matter if you're on the feet or really any position on the ground. He's always going to be looking for submissions, knockouts, and that makes watching him a ton of fun. And Pitbull is not all too different in that regard. He doesn't chase finishes the way that McKee does, but he, they find a way anyways. This guy does not go the distance often. Phil, what is your expectation here? Like, are you expecting like a, a five-round fight here between these two? Or do you think that this is enough that these two, I mean, they have so many different weapons that they're going to be testing one another and that we will see a stoppage in this fight? Um, I, I, I think we will see a stoppage because of the styles. I feel like if M- McKee is able to get that ground control the way he's been able to against other fighters, it seems like a finish would be inevitable. Um, but then if he's not able to get that and Patricio is savvy enough to stay safe and punish him, um, on the ground, uh, or even just keep it on the feet and hurt him, uh, I could see him wearing him down too. So it, for me, it's just a lot of questions around McKee and, and how he's going to handle this fight. But I think there's just going to be so much fireworks that there will be a finish either way. Yeah, I, I really love this fight. I think that it's just, um, yeah, I think that Bellator and Showtime have also done a very effective job promoting this fight. Like I think to your point, Phil, having that muscle of Showtime behind you is, this is to me, one of the, I would say their biggest fight that they have promoted since since that deal came together earlier this year, and that certainly you know you hope that it it reaches an audience that they're going as well. Yes, you have a fight night going against them, but Eric, this is a this is not of the, the past two weeks. You're not going against a TJ Dillashaw coming back. You're not going against Misha Tate out of retirement. Like this is a card that I would say if you are a pretty loyal UFC viewer week after week. This is a weekend that UFC is almost giving you a hall pass to go check out Bellator and then check back after for Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland. 100%. It's an, an atrocious card. Uh, with all due respect <laughs> to Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland, which is, is that though, with all due respect. Yeah, but the rest of this card is uh, not exciting on paper. I don't 
so Uriah Hall, to be fair, is probably a bigger name than anybody on Bellator. People are going to be familiar with him. And I expect that the UFC card will still do better numbers than this Bellator card. But if you're someone who views both or maybe just has a bit of interest in Bellator and you're looking to check it out, this would be the week you'd go watch Bellator instead. They don't know they don't usually run head to head either, which is a very interesting choice. Yeah, that is worth noting the fact that, you know, Bellator has kind of carved out Friday nights uh, as their night. Um, And I don't know if that's something to do with the fact that they are trying to sell tickets here in Inglewood, California, Saturday being maybe more advantageous for them as well. Like Showtime as well. The dynamic is a bit different. Like you are not necessarily just weighing this on viewership. Like they want subscribers to Showtime. They want to use this product to bring you in to Showtime and sign up for for the subscription. So that's kind of, you know, their their line of thinking here is, you know, attracting new subscribers here. The card did lose uh, a fight between, uh, it was uh, Magomed Magomedov and Rafian Stotts, which was a, a pretty interesting bantamweight fight that they had planned here. The main card uh, includes featherweights Mads Brunel taking on Emmanuel Sanchez. Sanchez is coming off of that second loss to uh, Patricio Pitbull in the tournament. Usman Nurmagomedov versus Manny Muro. Brent Primus, the former lightweight champion who had it for... Uh, you know, it was the injury to Michael Chandler and then lost it back to Chandler against Islam Mabadov. And then at a 160-pound catchweight bout, Goichi Yamauchi, who's a very exciting fighter, is taking on Chris Gonzalez, who is a fighter out of Team Alpha Male that thus far in his career, he's 6-0. and So this is obviously a very big fight for him. He was signed immediately by Bellator after his first pro fight. So that's a pretty big test for Chris Gonzalez. But uh, Eric, what beyond the main event, what has your attention here? The co-main event actually isn't that far behind the main event in terms of my interest level. I mean, Mads Brunel is a very talented fighter. He was in the UFC for a bit, and he was cut after a loss to Arnold Allen, of all people, who's on like the second longest winning streak in the entire promotion right now. And that was a fight he was winning, and he just kind of got caught near the very end of it. So He's he's struck me as a, a very talented fighter, and if he wins this, I imagine he'll probably be fighting the winner next uh, of the main event next. That is, and Emmanuel Sanchez is a fighter I'm very high on as well. I, as uh, the Discord archives might be able to tell you, I actually picked him to beat Pitbull in that rematch, a prediction that did not age well at all. But he remains a, a phenomenal fighter, a phenomenal grappler, and he's comfortable in the feet as well. So that could be a really exciting fight. Phil, how about you? I mean, I, a lot of the attention is going to be focused on the main event, but how do you think this uh, this main card looks? For Bellator standards, it's pretty good. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, obviously this main event is amazing, and McKee uh, is somebody that, that can't miss for uh, myself. Um, and then uh, Eric already pointed to the co-main. And then you've got uh, some other pretty interesting fights here. You've got Usman Nurmagomedov, who's undefeated, the cousin of Habib Nurmagomedov. And uh, Brett Primus is somebody who's always in, uh, you know, pretty exciting fights. And as you uh, mentioned already, Chris Gonzalez is somebody uh, to keep an eye on as well. So uh, the main card's looking uh, very nice. uh, And uh, hopefully it's, uh, you know, good fights and good entertaining Bellator card. Just looking at the odds here, uh, the the largest favorite on this show is Usman Nurmagomedov that on FanDuel... is listed at minus 1,000. But, I mean, the rest of these main card fights, I mean, you've got some very, very close lines here. Patricio Pitbull is a narrow favorite, minus 122. AJ McKee, plus 100. I mean, that's 
I, I think it's a very hard fight to predict. I think that with AJ McKee, there's there's more questions about him, and with Patricio, I think like this guy has. Uh, an unbelievable fight catalog. If you go on Bellator's YouTube channel, they've assembled uh, two videos, one on uh, Pitbull's, I guess, biggest knockouts and with AJ McKee, his biggest, his top 10 finishes. Um, it's quite the highlight reel that they have for for both of these guys to, um, to you know, hype up this fight. And an interesting wrinkle to this is AJ McKee stating that if he wins this fight, he would like the idea of going up to lightweight to fight Patricio there and take his second belt. So we could get we could get multiple fights out of these two in multiple weight divisions. Uh, definitely a possibility. Although that lightweight division has kind of been uh, been on ice for a while, so we'll we'll see what happens there. It wouldn't actually shock me if Pitbull got stripped of that lightweight title soon. Do, do you want to see Eric these two fight at lightweight, or do you want the Patricio Patricky fight for the lightweight title? <laughs> Uh, one of the few brother versus brother fights I could I could actually envision yeah. happening. To many of them, you just throw it completely out the window. But these two, I could totally buy that these two would have a fight. Uh, I think that would be a very uh, a very easy night at the office for Patricio. As good as Patricky is, I think there is a difference in quality between those two. Uh, but I would love to see it. <laughs> So in the U.S., of course, this is airing on Showtime, and the undercard is on YouTube, on Bellator's uh, website. Eric, you're always doing the reports for Bellator. Uh, In Canada, there is no television deal. So for Canadians, how do they watch this? You can watch it right on YouTube. It's the best deal that they've ever had. (laughs) <laughs> their best non-television deal ever. I don't, they're not uh, not not exactly uh, cultivating any money from the Canadian market, but super easy access for for Bellator fans uh, here in Canada. Yeah, it might not be great for Bellator, but it's great for us, the fans, the audience. Uh, Phil, as we go beyond uh, just wrapping up here on the Bellator card, uh, how much of Bellator are you keeping up with? And do you do you believe like this is going to be kind of a, a show that a lot of MMA fans are going to check in with and maybe be like, what, what are you expecting out of this broadcast? Because I do think you're going to have your biggest audience, at least for the year that are sampling this fight. And I think a lot of, it's always interesting how the promotion utilizes that night so that fans come back. Do you think this is one where they're just swooping in for a big fight and then it's back to Bellator kind of remaining in its place? Or do you think like this is a growth opportunity? I definitely think it's a growth opportunity, and I think that uh, Showtime sees it that way, especially if uh, McKee is able to get that victory as, you know, the, they've featured him heavily on, uh, you know, boxing broadcasts, right? So they're putting, they're putting him right on their top fight promotions, uh, fight programming. Um, so I, I definitely think that it's a long-term investment. I'm not necessarily expecting too much in terms of differences in the broadcast. Um, we saw when they moved to Showtime this year, there were little changes. I'm hoping for some improvements, maybe a little shake up here or there to the broadcast team. Uh, that might be nice. Um, but I, it's a long-term play in the sense that you're Bellator. You want to tell people that you put on the highest level fights and this is the highest level fight. And so will it affect, you know, the next show, three, four, five shows? I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference in that regard because Bellator has the roster and they sort of have to move through it. But if they can continue to build and work towards big fights like this, I think in the long term, that will be an excellent strategy for drawing in new fans. 
I do hope that on Saturday, like they have their ducks in a row that they can make several big announcements. So for those that are checking in, it's they leave you with a few big announcements that you're you're leaving the broadcast with that knowledge of so, some big, whether it's signings, big fights that they can confirm. Like I would want to have all that set for, for Saturday. It's a very big night for them, Eric. It's a huge night for them. I'm. It'll be excited to see what they have lined up. It's it's hard to say. I know they just like we talked about it a bit earlier. They just announced Douglas Lima versus Michael Venom Page too, which is going to be um, a fight that got some attention, especially after their first fight where Lima brutally knocked Page out. Uh, I don't know what else they would have. I think Gegard Mousasi is headlining their next show, right? Yeah, he's uh he's on the next card in a in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and they they do have a Fedor fight to announce as well. Oh, yeah. so. That's right. They should they should have that opponent. That that I would think they should definitely have ready. Um, in, in regards to the Douglas Lima uh, Michael Venom Page rematch, they've announced that for October first, which is a Friday, in London. And I know that a lot of fans they will complain when Bellator airs stuff on tape delay, but this card is airing at 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon, meaning 1 p.m. on the West Coast. Like, who is watching this live? People in London. Besides Eric. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's it's not a great time slot at all. Like, I I get gearing it for your UK market. I'm just saying, like, for, for Showtime's perspective, like, this is one where, like, if, if they had chosen to air it on tape delay that night, yeah, you'd get a lot of complaints, but there's no way you can convince me that more people are not watching the tape delayed version at 8 or 9 p.m. that night versus four in the afternoon. Yeah, I, a few uh, years ago, I think Bellator had the strategy that they were going to touch a lot of the European markets that uh, the UFC had neglected. So they were running a lot of events in uh, Italy, and they committed to events in France, even though it was the middle of the pandemic. So they had to do some shows in France in October. I don't know if you remember that. It was sort of weird. Uh, But uh, I think maybe this is a leftover of that, potentially. They have some European dates that they have booked because they want to service that market. So maybe... It's some, it's a product of something from before Showtime deal, but you're right. I think Showtime wants this in primetime and it's a big fight. So it's a bit weird, I guess, that it is going to air. Uh, I mean, I guess what the main event will be around 7 PM, which isn't what the worst time in the world. D- depending on your, your life circumstances. Yeah. Seven, seven o'clock is, uh, well, I mean, it, people that want to watch it, you can obviously find it. I'm just saying for, for maximum live viewing, I, I think, it, I think it's tough. Um, they are coming back August 13th. That's a, their next card. And that's with Gegard Mousasi defending the mil- middleweight title against John Salter. And it has Saba Hamasi against Andre Koreshkov. And uh, they're rebooking the Magomed Magomedov fight with Ruffian Stotts for that show. And then Czech Congo, Sergei Heratonov on August oh, no. the 20th from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Bellator oh, gonna Bellator. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's those are the the, the rest of uh, Bellator's summer. So we will see what they have announced on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, before we wrap things up, uh, I wanted to get some of your thoughts, guys, because uh, over the past week uh, we got the news that UFC 267 is they're aiming for October the 30th in Abu Dhabi. And an interesting note from Ariel Hawani is that this will be a numbered event that will not be a pay per view. Instead, it'll be on ESPN Plus. And the fights uh, expected are the semi-long-awaited bantamweight title fight 
or rematch between uh, Aljamain Sterling and Peter Jan and Jan Blahovich defending the light heavyweight title against Glover Teixeira. And the following week would be UFC 268, November 6th, that they're hoping to run at Madison Square Garden with the rematch between Kamaru Usman and Kobe Kobe Covington as per uh, Dana White to ESPN. Uh, Any overall thoughts, Phil, on those uh, three fights and the idea of putting a numbered event off pay-per-view? Yeah, I mean, a numbered event off pay-per-view, it's still on ESPN Plus, so you do have to pay for it. Uh, So I guess maybe they're hoping to draw on some people, but it's also for uh, that It'll be in the uh, Abu Dhabi time zone, right? Like it's going to air. So uh, I think that's part of the deal that they have with Abu Dhabi over there. You know, they they agreed to do some things for them to have the fight island. And maybe this is sort of like UFC giving a little payback. But um, for UFC fans who already have ESPN Plus, it's it's great to have uh, a pay-per-view you don't have to pay for. And for me, it's great that it's in the middle of the day. And that uh, MSG show, um, you know, Colby versus Usman, uh, you know, I, I, we've seen it. I, I'm not so sure how much, how different it's going to be. You feel bad for uh, Leon Edwards. Um, but uh, but it is a good fight. And Colby has only lost once in his last, like, eight or nine. And it was to Usman. And that was a great fight. Uh, so, uh I'm not going to complain about it. And hey, Lil Wayne's going to walk him out. It looks like we have uh, some breaking news as well for next week's pay-per-view. It seems as though uh, from Ariel Hawani, Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena is off. Uh, Nunes was forced to withdraw due to COVID. So uh, I oh. guess Lewis versus Gone was the right move. Derek Lewis and uh, Cyril Gone for the uh, interim heavyweight title will be your lone uh, headliner. Oh, that's... Uh... That is unfortunate news. Sorry, sorry. Who was it that that got COVID? Nunez. Nunez. Wow. Well, that's unfortunate for her. Um, that was. Um, I was looking forward to that fight a lot more than the main event. <laughs> so, wow. I guess. Uh, I guess they'll just try and re- rebook that fight, which becomes yeah. difficult if you want to put that on a pay per view because Dave, that September show is pretty stacked for September twenty fifth. They already have two title fights on that one, plus your five round fight with. Uh, Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler. So I, I don't think you can squeeze in a fourth potential five round fight on there. So maybe this is, and then we're talking, I mean, maybe they're going to have to push it all the way back to November. If you're, if you want this to be on a pay-per-view, this could yeah. end up being on that Usman Covington. Show. I, I bet right now that that's going to be where this one ultimately lands. Uh, final note. And I, I don't know how much more to add to this other than it's really unfortunate news. And that's a Chris Weidman has to undergo another, uh, operation on his leg which i mean it's only adding more time to this recovery uh when i saw that news eric it just seems like man this is all credit to this guy who is seems very steadfast in making this comeback but my god what a what an awful year this has been for him Uh, absolutely i mean i'm not a doctor with any medical knowledge whatsoever but i wasn't surprised either after seeing him sparring like a month after that month after the initial injury it's it's not shocking that something like this happened uh hopefully he recovers well and quickly final word from you phil uh we've got a fight night card on saturday night are you counting down to uriah hall and sean strickland this- uh i mean i'm not because i'm going to be occupied I'm going to be watching Bellator 263 Pitbull versus McKee, and then we'll be doing a post show right after it. 
So I, I don't have time for, for Uriah Hall and Strickland. I mean, I would have had my main man, Askar Askarov, been kept on this card, but unfortunately he was pulled. And so, uh, we'll, we, we can, we can put this card off to the side and I can enjoy Eric's uh, review whenever that comes out. Well, we, uh, we can go. Well, listen, <laughs> Phil is assigning Eric that. that no, I, that yeah. I, I am not. I am. I, no, I okay, okay. okay. No, because he said he was going to watch it afterwards. So I just assumed that's because he he, he needed to, not that he Eric, wanted Eric has to watch. Okay. He's, he's able to do whatever he wants. Okay. He, he's got the power okay. of uh, whatever he wants to cover. Um, there will be a Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland report. There we go. Wow. The MVP, guys. Wow. Store. Yes, com. Show the man your love. Uh, we will go over the uh, the results, at least of the main event we can touch upon on the post show. But that is Saturday night. So as soon as Bellator 263 is over, flip on over to YouTube.com slash post wrestling. And we will be going live with a full rundown of the 263 card. And Phil, as always, the Discord will be having a big Bellator party on Saturday night. Yeah, we'll be running fight predictions uh, as usual. Uh, it's it's going to be the biggest Bellator card in Discord history. So I'm very excited about that. And just one more reminder that you can get your Eric Marcotte limited edition t-shirt at store.postwrestling.com from now until the end of August. And I want to thank Dickie Bird for providing us with the amazing design and Mr. Cowboy Watting for getting it into the store so quickly. The The king. Mr. Wateng. All right. That's going to wrap us up for our Bellator 263 post show preview show. Post show's coming up Saturday night. We hope you join us uh, for Eric Marcotte, Phil Chair Talk. I am John Pollock, and we will speak with you on Saturday night.